Except for last night's announcement, we're giving Marmachemis for the links. If you're listening, either afterwards or live, and you don't have your name on an email list, please let us know. Because at times when once in a while is a chasna, we like to let you know when the shear is, when the shear isn't. So next week, she will be Tuesday night and Wednesday night, not Monday night, as I just mentioned. And right before, that includes the people in Rochester, uh, which I see on the, uh, is it running? Good. So we just mentioned after Mincha, another Nafkamina, okay, there we are, another Nafkamina to the uh, Tindik Shanishba status, which we were discussing last night, and there's a very practical Nafkamina, can you count somebody who's not yet from to a minion if he is second, third generation, not yet from, and it's the same Shaila with a little bit of a twist. Ramesha holds based on Taytach Eideida, it's learned out from Raglam, this week's Pasha. And Mamela, he says, the Raglam themselves became Apikursim. So the original Xavi Shabbat from 10 is the number. Rabbi Kiva holds it was 24, not 12. So that's not the number, obviously not the lean, but we assume it was 12 Raglam minus the Yeshua so it was 10. Ramesha says, but the ten involved were Rishon. And Mamela, you can count them to a minion. Ramesha says that a tshuva first bringing down the Acharnim. The assumption is not so many Acharnim before and after. And the Tzad Lahaka would be if there were Tineg Shanishba, and then you assume the two assumptions. Tineg Shanishba exists, which Ramesha himself doesn't certainly thinks the push it. He's not convinced per last night's tshuva. And then you have to assume that even if they're still carrying the status of a Tineg but you'd have to say they're Bechlala Misecha and Bechlala sounds like it goes together and then you can begin to discuss counting them to a minion even not like Ramesha but Ramesha holds different Limud that you don't need it for minion because we're learning it out from the Maraglam and they were they became Rishon so the Minig is out of town in a short Mincha Tuesday in December they rely on it, and that's what they're relying on. Either the Rav Moshe by the limit itself. Uh, the other Chayim seem to learn the limit is for the number 10, not for the character reference, and you don't bring the whole Zeru Shava over. But then you're left with the Shaila, are they attaining Shanishma or not? So that would be a big enough Kamina. And now we're going to go on to the next part of the Sugya, which is also about Arvis. And if I had to label it, it would be the Sugya of Chatei B'Shir Shatiske. So we'll see tonight and what we can accomplish next week to at least uh, get into it. The Chazal have a Pashat assumption, which they don't change. And it comes in the Gemara we're going to see as Lashem Bitmiya Do we ever say that Uven should do an Avera, even a small Avera, to save somebody from a large Avera. The Gemara says, of course not. A lot of the sugya, and we'll see it in the context of the Gemara, a lot of the sugya is going to be, when do we say that, what was the Havamina? And as I mentioned last night, this is not the Shaila Bakir of where that seems to be done a lot, because all those are Lifnei Iver Shailas. Not, and the referendum over there is, is it Lifnei Iver? I'm sure Bayashu and others hold it is, and you can't invite them if they're going to drive, and the Bracha Shailas and the like. And others say it's not with Nevi, but it's the greater good is you're trying to be Makarvim, even though statistically each Yachid 
is not that likely, but you're trying to run programs to have X amount in the programs and X amount becoming from, then by definition it's not lifne either. It depends on intent. And that's a pretty big machlekes for this sugya, which we've gone through already. So before we get to the Gemara, I'm going to just share with you the shayla I got last night. Actually, before the shayla, I'm going to share with you one other one. I don't want to forget it. Uh, there's a um, company out there by the name of uh, Netflix, the Avia Vesatuma. I don't know. There, there are plenty of Avia Vesatumas out there. I would never mention the name in this year just to be matamta in the atmosphere, but Maestro Shaya Kachaya. And uh, one of our regulars was approached by them. They're filming something near a uh, building that he. Uh, was taken care of, and they wanted to know they have to park some trucks for some sort of scene that was near the bar down the block, and they needed space in his uh, Chatzar parking lot. And they're filming on Shabbos, and he noticed that a lot of the actors are Jewish. You think I make up these shailas just because it has to match the exact sheer? You have to think the next one I certainly made up, but I only, I only get the shailas when we're in, in that that slice, that sliver of the sugya. So, if it's a hefzid maruba, money is revach. It's not always a hefzid maruba. You're not losing money. You just have a chance to make money. They pay something for it. So the first thing to understand over here is when they offer money, there's no free lunch. When somebody offers money, it's because forget the lifniver misayeh shaila. They're offering money because it's a pain, and the tenants might complain, and the other people might complain. So you're gonna get calls, a waste of your time. So offering money, and you can be sure the money is cheshpan. Well, he said, any business, if they know what they're doing, down to a science. I'm not going to say what the amount was, but it wasn't a huge amount, but it was, a, it was an odd number. They're been out based on past experience, what we have to do to give an incentive. So already, Festival's money is Revach, it's not a Hefzid, but is it free money? Even before you get to the Shiloh of the Messiah issue, it's not free money, because nothing's free, and that's why they're paying for it. If it was such an easy, can I park three trucks there, and maybe have some guys coming out of the bar shooting and filming whatever taivas and violence they're shooting, um, that's not, they're paying for it for a reason. That's the first thing, and that's important for the Shaila, because you don't look at it as a Hesemuba, Hesemuba, in any Shaila, you have to examine closely how much money is it per the operation of the person that's different things in different generations based on tax bracket and the like. And how much are you walking away from in terms of what work you would have had to do to make that money? That's the two important factors. And then the important, Shiloh, what's the issue over here in terms of Messiah? And the answer is if they're indeed, the assumption is they were Jewish actors, they're filming on Shabbos. It's not even Poshet, it's Chad Avadanara. It could be Trey Avdanar because they need a few different buildings, a few sites to take over the whole area, and they're filming whatever they're filming. But even if it's Chad Avdanar, the last two nights of Shir was about the Machalik, the Shach, and the Magad of Ram. And Mishra would probably like the Magad of Ram that you can't be Messiah this Chil Shabbos, even if they could go somewhere else. So that's a great Shaila, and um, the company should disappear quickly, and they should rid all of the airwaves of all the Tuma and violence and Kfira. And um, we should have the Gula Shlema quickly. But that happens to be a company that makes films, or from what I understand. And um, it's, uh, they're not trying to get Jewish people involved, but it happens to be they were, and they're doing it on Shabbos. So you're hating and abetting the operation. If they do it somewhere else, that knocks them down to a Drabana. And that's. Uh,
So I thought that was an interesting example. That was fascinating as a real example. The next one I couldn't make up, and I just received this yesterday. A question from an Israeli jail. So there's Ruvain and Shimon in a jail cell in Israel, and Ruvain just came, and he's um, from what he's doing there is a different uh, Shaila, his character just whatever it is. But he's he's there for a uh, hopefully short duration. And he just came, and the other guy, his roommate, is a Yid, and not yet from. They made a lot of Bali Chuva in jail. Right? So that's a great place, not that we should ever want to go there to really think about whether crime pays and what direction you want to take your Ruchnius. Because a lot of them not yet from, and they just uh, could be theft or whatever it was, and it got them into trouble. So... This guy, unfortunately, is not yet from, but he's a pintle yid, and he has a, he has a heart. And he sees now just his mazel, which it is, he just doesn't realize it yet. He's got a uh, from Shama Shabbos roommate. So, a relative of the Shama Shabbos roommate called me, and he asked me the following shayla. I couldn't, couldn't put it in a better spot. It just it happened to have just happened. And the guy came over to him, they're not yet from Israeli, and he made him an offer. He said, I see your dati, Yashama Shabbos. He said, it's very boring over here. I got the TV blaring all day in a little room, and I smoke a lot. And Shabbos, they sort of don't really run any programs over here, so I'm here all the time, and I smoke a lot and watch TV. That was his introduction, hello, how are you? Shalom Aleichem. Says, however, just think, a nice guy. Consideration is the Pintaliyid. He said, I, I realize the Shama Shabbos that's really going to more than cramp your lifestyle. It's going to make you miserable. I'll make you a deal. I'm willing to give up one. Which one do you want? Turn the TV off or I should stop smoking? For sure. I, you think I make this up? This came to me like 10 minutes before I walked out to give the shield last night. This is turning on giving it up just for Shabbos. Shabbos. He said, you're with me on Shabbos. All the time during the week, they have programs. They're not in the like Shabbos to Shabbos. It's in the prison system. So as a Pintalian, he feels bad. He knows deep down he probably should be Shabbos. Shabbos. His grandfather probably was. And now he's got this roommate all of a sudden. Uh, so he said, I can't do both. Just pick one. So this guy texted me, which one should he pick? This Shiloh was never... You know, sometimes you find any shot than any truth, but this, was, this is not in print. Was the show anyway. this guy able to hear the TV during the same place? Or it was totally... Same place. I imagine very small quarters. He hears it. Hears it is not the word. That's an understatement. Like blaring. Like... And smoking is not going to... Even a chain smoker, he's not smoking all Shabbos. And that's also annoying for Shabbos. But the TV blaring, 10 hours a day, you know, people who watch TV doing it out of... Boredom, they just let it blare even if they're not watching it. They're, they're falling, it's just on. Right. So let's go slow. Now that you're all half Bakim and the host lift the ether. So this is my, the reason I say it couldn't, it's just astounding because the next sugi we're about to start is about Chatei Bashil Shatiske. Did we ever say that? 
So, mitzad the iser of the not yet from guy who's giving him a choice and he's honest. I was very moved by the pentelia that he wanted to do something. And he said, like, I can't handle both. Even this is hard. I'm going to do it with you. Pick one. He doesn't know the sugi. He doesn't know how many malachas. But you guys, I see, as you're asking, uh, I figured out already. When you smoke, it's almost like driving a car. Not as bad. It's, yeah. Is it real smoking or vaping? I didn't get that far. This is a text. This is a text from Eretz Yisrael in the middle of the night. I'm surprised they allow smoking I'm in, like in, in, in yeah. I'm surprised they allow TVs in prisons. Mama Shaveras, they're watching Gilarash Mikhazdamim. I'm a little shocked you're, you're surprised about the smoking. Okay, I don't know. Let's assume, let's just talk about the Shiloh for the cigarette, uh, for the Sugya Shabai. So. You light up a cigarette, that's real Havar, every time you take a puff, and I must know what I'm talking about, because you're talking to a real Bucky. I've never had one puff of a cigarette, so I'm just winging this, so you'll help me out if I get it wrong. But it looks like every time they breathe in, that little red thing comes in, they're burning more. Than it's like Havar every single time. It's a serious business. As I was driving a car, every time you press the gas pedals up, a million combustions. That's very, very serious. There's an existing flame with the cigarette. No, but he's, he's I, I don't know how it works exactly, but it sounds like when it gets stronger. Like it's, it looks like, when I've watched people smoking, which I don't try to do, I try to back up. It gets, yeah, you see enough cigarettes, it gets, right, it's Havara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each time he does it. That's a very, very big, <laughs> every single time. And he's smoking cigarette after cigarette, he's doing it, the TV's blurring, 12 hours a day, they're doing this three hours a day, but that's a lot of separate malachas. The TV is, he's not mentioning, he turns it on, it's a Shaila closed, the wiring is at the race in the first place, and whatever, you're clicking, his lights, and Rosh and the whole thing, and Neidla, and Chaznish, it's a Shaila, whether it's even a Dereisa, not good, but Shaila is even a Dereisa. But this is the problem, in terms of his Shabbos and his concentration, his Ruchnius, the TV is far worse. He's got to light up a few cigarettes, so he'll go to the other way. I'm trying to say second, second party smoke, third party, whatever they call it. It's annoying, but it doesn't invade his whole concentration. Here, the TV's blaring, it's blaring, probably programming. It's probably not that yeshivish, especially on Shabbos, where in Eitz Yisrael, I don't even know what program, they don't have any programming, so it must be cable. I, I think all the regular things are off, but whatever. He's got, uh, he's got uh, internet access to Rahmar Laslan, and they, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that in prison either. If they're trying to re- do rehab, they should really raise their Ruchni. That's a different move. So, it's going on all day. Of course, they're going to stare at Shabbos. It's not going to stare at Shabbos that this guy is, uh, is doing Havara every minute? No. So that's exactly our sugya. The, it can't stare your Shabbos because it's not a question of emotion and gut. It's a question of what's the din. And if the din is, he should have the other one, then it does not to stare at Shabbos. And it's exactly what we're going to get into. Why should the guy give up his Kedusha Shabbos and his davening? He can't concentrate. And I, I don't even know if he can. Actually, he's going to give up a lot of his Ruchnis. Does he have to do that to save him from more Havaras? And we're talking about a guy. Now here it's not Chara Vadanara. It's Trav but it's up to him to stop it. And he could stop it. So this is real. It's not living even. I'm not telling him to smoke, but... So this is a serious achrayas, and like you're asking, well, now he's got to worry, he's doing avaras every two seconds because the TV blaring is going to ruin his whole Shabbos. Now, it's not exactly similar to some of the cases we're going to get into, because we're going to get into when you're talking about a real avera versus a real bigger avera, you can quantify here, it's just the whole Kedusha Shabbos, which is a big deal, but he's not doing, it's not really chatei b'shir it's give up your ruchniyas k'dei So it's similar in the hashkafa, even though it's not going to fit the cases. Lamaisa. 
I, I didn't have the heart to tell them they should tell them to smoke because I told them to put in earplugs and get some wax and ask the warden from some of the must have earplugs and, and uh, try to tune it out and see if you could do that. And you're not doing an aver if you're over here on Shabbos and it's not really chate b'shusha tiske. Lamaisi will be saving him a lot and if he starts smoking on Shabbos and you have a friendship, it could be a cure moment. But pretty bizarre uh, shayla. Yeah? If you think that you... There's two parts to this. If you think if he turns off the television, he's going to be smoking, but he's going to be bored out of his mind. So he's naturally just going to talk to you. So he's going to talk to you, so you could be Makar of him. And it could be that in two, three, four Shabbos, and he's not going to smoke anymore either. You're, you're f- forgetting, or not, not forgetting, you're, you, Baruch Hashem, don't know. I think that if this is his roommate, they're going to be spending a lot of time together talking anyway. I don't know if he needs this extra time. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm probably getting a lot more details, and the story, uh, you know, could have other, other. This was like sent to me in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I just roll. So I don't know if we have all the details, but it's a fascinating uh, hakira. Yes. But he's on the screen. He's not doing them. What? But he's but he can't not avoid them for himself and and the, and the person. Unfortunately, people who watch this stuff, it's Gila Rias, and there's no help to watch it. And it's really serious, but it's not active participation in it. It's destroying their ruchnius. And the reason Rahman al-Islam, we have people shooting in various places and doing violent things is because that's what they do all day on their computer games and that's what they see. It's terrible, but it's not mamish. The extra day, this guy, I assume in jail's roommate, has been watching this stuff come out 24-7 for 20 years. So that extra day is not going to... Uh, his uh, personality makeup is already booned by it. There's always shuva, but... I don't think that's going to make a difference. That is not mom. We're not mattering uh, this instead of an extra puff when it's Mamish Gilead Arias, because it's not. I'm just watching it. How do you factor his personal leading from Lumet that just came in? How do you factor his Mamish That's why it's a difficult Shaila, because even though it's not really Chatei B'Shir Shatiskis, when you're doing an Avera smaller to help the other guy, here he's giving up a lot. It's not an Avera, the TV's going and say he's an Inus, but. He's giving up a lot, and that does factor in. Yeah, that's why if this would go on, and he would say, like, I have no Shabbos, I can't concentrate, I can't dive in. Tishnish was not going to help over here. No, I'm saying that's why... Let's assume he... Again, he's Israeli. And by the way, this highlights Rabbi Yosha's point about his opinion many days not being a Tishnish is because they know and they understand, and to his credit... He understands. Can you imagine? God gets, hello, how are you? I want to give you two choices. Here's the Shabbos program. I'm willing to give up something for your Shabbos. What you're really saying is the Shabbos crying. I'll give something for my Shabbos. But, so that, how much of a tension is that he's not clueless? Nobody knows he's giving him a choice. He just doesn't know the, how much more malacha there is by a cigarette and the turning on the TV. But that's, uh, he had no sentence. That's the Shabbos. Does he how much of a tension is he? Does it make him less iris? That's going to be our you know, That depends on last night's child. Is there arvis by a person who's an apicarius Machal Shas Vahesia? Bilacha says no. But if it's a Tinshin Nishba, maybe yet. But that's a part of the Chatei B'Shir Shatiske, might be based on arvis, and that's what we're going to get into. It's deceivingly simple. We're going to start off with one short Gemara and one Tesis. 
And you'll see there are many ways to learn this, and that's gonna, we have to figure out the lumdus of what's going on over here. We know we're in on. He's in jail for something probably not great. And, no, I'm uh, on the side of the fence, I mean to say, not from the jail aspect, from the. From the we know he's holding. He's a typical, not yet from Israeli, who knows about Shabbos and knows about from people, uh, but is not from. So That's there are 3 million people. Like, attention for that. That's what I'm saying. He knows more than the average, even though who knows he what he went to. That's not. If he's a, you have to don first on Tanish Nishba, that's the Shaila. That's exactly the Shaila. So that's a pretty, uh, I would say, heartening on one end, heartrending but heartening that he was nice enough to offer the, the choice. He could have just said, ah, oh, I'm a Dati person over here. He's not telling me what to do, and I'm going to turn the TV on louder. That could have been a different, uh, different offer in the making. So. That part of the story is the silver lining. Let's see the Gemara on page one. We're in the copy that has the Gemara on Shabbos on Dalam and Aleph. Attached to it, page two and three of the Bichas of Ram, which we will hopefully get to in due time. Let's see the Gemara Shaila, and you now need just one Hagdama in the Metzias to this case. And that is that, as you know from various Gemaras and Shabbos, when they used to bake bread, they used to take the bread and they used to basically paste it onto the wall of the oven. And the walls are very hot, and I guess there are many as far as why they do this. Somebody told me they still do this at Lafayette today. You know, but they, uh, you're into bread a little bit. What's the mile of doing it uh, this way? Who knows? But, I mean, they, they wanted, the walls got hot. They wanted to save, you know, firewood was uh, expensive, and they just made the whole thing hot, and as the walls themselves got hotter, and they used to put it on the wall. The reason it's important to know that is the Gemara has a Gzeri it's a Shfus, it's a high level Durabonon. And there's an Iser Durabonon to, even if it's baked already, to peel it off the wall and take it out. Because it was a Chachma, and it looked like a Malacha, and you need to be an expert, like picture your pizza, they don't do it on the wall, but the pizza parlors are always advertising some of their brick ovens and things like that. So the next thing they advertise if you can make it on the wall, you'd have to get the thing in and peel it off and make sure it uh, gets off at the right time. Like a sheeper in a matzah bakery. He's the highest paid. Yes. Oh, I knew we'd hear from you. Yeah, here's the master, the master baker, yeah? It has, it has to do with the sheeper or the tanner. The tanner the was hollow on the inside. Right. no baking surface. So they bake on the walls. They heat up the walls. And it's not supposed to, you're not, you don't even need to hook them out. They fall off. When they try and make... They well, no, they can't just fall off because the Gemara says it's a separate Malachad Rabbanon on the That's art right. of getting it so off. That might be a different design of the woman, but the traditional tanner is a... When you say it's hollow, but there's a floor, so why don't you just put it in the floor? So make a grate. They can make a grate across. It's open, no, it's open from the top, and that's the maximum surface they can put it. I mean, it just gives you more room. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever the Mitzis was, they didn't just fall off. There was an art in taking it it's off, because that's why... It's still done the same way. Falafas only, I assume. No, in, I mean, even even bread regular bread. No. Really? Old breads. Oh, okay. Because I saw one pizza place in Gula that had a, just a tunnel oven, and just going through yeah, uh, on so a belt. That's, that's not a real pizza. Okay, whatever it is, there's an drop on that's going to play a big role over here. This drop on to take it out. Uh, besides the issues today of opening ovens and flames turning on with gas, and the, that, that's a different trailer. Here, it's just a question of peeling it off the wall and taking it out, which was a chachman expertise. So, it's a drop on. 
So the Gemara now is going to discuss a case. The Gemara is going to spend a little bit of time just to try to figure out what the case is and the number of options if Ruven puts it in on Shabbos. If he did it, Bemezid, he's a Rasha, but now he wants to do Tshuva. So one shayla is going to be, do we allow him to do the Yisidur Abanon to save the Malacha being completed? As Malachas go, this happens to be very interesting. Most Malachas of the 39 Malachas are done instantaneously. You want to do Kshira, you start doing Kshira and it's done. You want to do Havara, it's done. All the Malachas are done right away. Bishal and Afiyah, by definition, takes some time. Till it gets to Machom and Dosai, whatever that is, by a food, you got to figure out. Is it a third? Is it a half? If you remember, we once mentioned uh, the connoisseurs. doesn't mean they're right over here, although they'll claim that anything else is butchering meat. It's a bad expression, but the connoisseurs today in the fancy restaurants say if it's uh, anything more than medium rare, you're killing it. I assured them it was quite dead already, otherwise I wouldn't eat it because it would be a Shalev Menachai, but uh, I said, yeah, you, you, you grew up with well-done steaks, so you like it, it's an old machlekes, but I just have a kasha based on the sugya. Ben Dosai was a gangster, and he only, he was always on the run from the police, and he always ate his meat quickly, just barely edible, that's called Macho Ben Dosai, named after that famous personality, Ben Dosai. And it's either a half or a third. If you take, I'm not going to answer this because I don't have an answer. If you take your fancy restaurant the way the upper class claim they want to order their meat, I have no tainas on them, it just it doesn't fit in with the mitzias, and you take their very red meat, that looks to me raw already, but they say, no, that's the way it's supposed to be done. You take that and you divide it by half or in a third, and that was edible by somebody? That looks very raw to me. Tartar is edible. But that's not discussing steak tartare. We're talking about a sheer machma dasai on meat. So what was the sheer? According to them, you're starting with, uh, if you look at my steak, which is usually well done, and they say I'm destroying it, it's baltashkis. So uh, people get very militant about these things. So then one half of that, one third of that is okay. So then that's what they're eating. But I just, I understand the the chefs out there can address it later. Yeah. No, but steak tartare is raw meat. So that's like sushi. Right, but half. That, but if you cook that a little bit. No, but we're talking about a cooking process. But I'm talking about so, and, and we're saying that everybody cooked it. it. Probably gets an outside, and the inside is very chewy. You haven't been to fancy restaurants. You should see what they're ordering. It, what they're ordering looks pikeishy, like the sheet of one third of what I would picture macham at the side. But they're claiming not so. Anyway, it's a good kasha for Shabbos and Is it to get rid of like um, bacteria? Disease like that's not. <sighs> I think it's just raw meat. <laughs> but okay, Altan Vareach, you know. Uh, you if you if you eat like the way it traditionally was done, you know, boiled chicken or flanken or or well done, uh, the like forty eight hours and like Sakasha. If you remember, what we discussed this this year a few years back. I, I never realized it was so raw. Somebody from the shul came to me Shabbos morning before Baruch Shamar. He came up to me, asked, "Can I still talk?" I said, I usually wait a little bit because people come with emergency shilas, but what's an emergency at a quarter to nine in the morning? But he said, I put a piece of meat from last night, a very good piece of meat, uh, a flipped over, a whatever, where it wasn't chazar. And he walked all the way to the shul and he realized when he walked in, he says, I hold that that is fully edible and anything more would be killing it, but not everybody agrees and I just put it on. It's going to get more well done. 
they're Rishayim that holds. If you go from Achim at the side to more cooked, you're ever on Bishul also. So he asked me, what does he do? He's probably going to hear this year in a couple of days. His last name is Rubenstein. Uh, he's the one who asked me the Shaila. And he knows how to cook, and he says, this is the way the professionals do it. But he realized he put it back on Shabbos to go from, even if it's one third, one half, beginning, I, I remember asking him, how not cooked it is? He says, you would consider it almost raw, but it's quite edible. So that's a big enough kamina. And Hoch Shabbos, but she's not Hoch Shabbos now, but once we're talking about the baking process, but it takes time. So when is the malacha finished in Hoch Shabbos? You put it in, put a pot on the fire, you put the bread on the wall. When is it finished? So here it's clear from the Gemara, it finishes when it's done. And if it's done Matzah Shabbos, you're not chayiv. Malacha is done on Shabbos. Most malachas don't have the shayla because it's done immediately. There's one famous malacha, which is a big machalikis, apeskim. Zareya. Zareya. takes three days to explode and it's a whole process and take root. And it takes three days. So whenever you do it on Shabbos, it's on Tuesday. Can you go Sunday or Monday and take it out? Does that undo the malacha? Do we say, since it takes three days, it always takes three days. So obviously the Maisa Malachas on Shabbos. If you do it on Thursday, you chayv if it uh, connects on Shabbos to the ground? No. Because he didn't do the Maisa. The question is, the Maisa Machayv you now. That's not a shail over here, apparently, because the Gemara is assuming you could still take it out. Is that the Pasha reading of the Gemara? That's not the purpose of our seeing this now in terms of Chatei B'Shil Shatiskeh. But now you have enough background to the Messias to understand what the Shiloh will be. And the Mitzvah Shem will take that up on Tuesday.